Supercharged Down with CB&D, where we take an hour out of your day to speak about the greatest game of all, Rugby League. How are you doing, CB? I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, yeah that's good. It's good to hear. <laughs> Crazy week of footy, though. Yeah, here we are again. <laughs> another Broncos loss, another week passed. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's becoming a um, ritual, really. Was it five losses now? <laughs> I've lost count. My counting doesn't go that high. Mm. Fun fact. Um, run out of fingers. I've run out of fingers <laughs> this week. The, the fun fact is, um, since the charge down launched, the Broncos mm-hmm. haven't won. All right, we're shutting it down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, obviously loads happened over the weekend. Lots mm-hmm. happening in the game. Rule changes. So let's, I reckon let's, let's get straight into the rule changes, yeah? Sure. Sounds good. Sweet as. So six again. Do you want to explain the changes that they made to it? Yeah. Look, really simple change. Um, essentially, teams were just jumping jumping out of marker or not squaring up at marker. And um, it's literally as simple as that. They want to, they've made the rule that um, the referee will be able to just restart the tackle count as soon as he sees an indiscretion. Yeah. Um, if they're, um, if they're not square or if they break early, essentially. Um, yeah. it's, it makes sense, um, but it's going to be bloody hard to police, hey? Like the, I, I find the problem with it is got the, the consistency is going to be tough to, to have. Yeah. Um, something that I've realised that's been happening in the past couple of weeks, obviously now since, what is it, five weeks since the six again rules out, um, six weeks, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's a bit te- of six week. Yeah, teams have really worked out how to um, make the most of it, and yeah. I reckon I, I don't know how you can police it, but um, I've seen a lot of the time on the kick return, the first tackle. I'm not necessarily the kick return, but like even the second seven tackle set. Yeah. The first tackle, they deliberately give away the six again. Yeah, they pin them down for longer just to get their guys set, ready for, yeah, ready to defend. Which is ridiculous because they have seven tackles and then all of a sudden they have six tackles anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's dumb. I think they should just, if it's a kick return or a um, or a repeat set or whatever, it shouldn't mm. be automatic, um, automatic penalty. Just like let them kick down the field. As much as it would slow yeah. the game down, it's it's the only way that's going to stop them from actually making well, a mockery of it. Well, two things. One, I think, is that um, we'll start to see more sim bins. Yeah, true. I think I think the ten in the bin will become more prevalent in in the game, especially with you know Peter Vlandis is obviously trying to speed up the game, and yeah. and I think that as you mentioned, like teams are manipulating the rules every every opportunity they get. It's only natural for that to happen, and I think that to stay ahead of that, he's He's obviously told the referees that um, that sim bins are okay if you want to throw them in the bin. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a five minute sim bin come back into the game. I was I was about to ask that. Is it worth bringing in such a like a five minute sim bin? Absolutely. Just so they can like for obviously small indiscretions as opposed to yeah. the big like someone. I think it's I think it's inevitable. I think it's inevitable that they bring that in. But you know, <laughs> if the problem is with like the discretion of the referee as they throw it into inverted commas. Yeah. Um, the problem there is that you're going to have, again, inconsistencies around the rulings. And from what I've seen most weekends, if they are consistent to the rule, <laughs> um, we'll be playing 10 on 10. 
<laughs> yeah, legit. It's been um, wait, was it the Broncos, was the Broncos game? Yeah, yeah, they finished on eleven. Yeah, we finished with eleven in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I think, I think the game was over by then, but um, oh, for sure, for sure. But I mean, I don't think you ever want to get down to that stage. No, something that I wanted to mention though, just on this, like this yes. is totally. I'm throwing this one. This is coming from left field, right? Okay, yeah. Crazy, crazy idea. I've seen this in other sports, um, in particular in basketball. Mm-hmm. Where they have a, a certain amount of fouls, or in this case, you could call them penalties. And once they reach a certain amount of penalties within a game, every penalty that is incurred after the fact, a point is awarded to the opposing team. Whoa. Now, this might be too big of a change for the fabric of the game, but could you imagine if they said, okay, you know, I don't know what the magic number is, but let's just call it eight, eight penalties or 10 penalties. And because this, this, for me, would stop teams from doing those bullshit penalties where you're talking about where they hold them down the rug to give them the six game because they want to get their defense set or yeah, yeah. seven tackle restart. They want to get them back to six. All those little things you see, you know, when teams are on their own, when teams are attacking the line and they'll deliberately give away penalties to prevent the structure from, you know what I mean? Like there's all those little things that happen in the game. Like, you know, and then I guess in basketball in, where I've seen this is that they've, they obviously wanted to, same thing. They wanted to stop people fouling um, yeah. in the most stupid ways to, to slow the game up or to control the flow of the game, et cetera, et cetera. So imagine that in rugby league, if you got to 10 penalties <laughs> and then if you, Hey, you want to do stupid penalties, you start giving away a point and it, it might only be one point, but that can be an absolute game changer. It can in the NRL. I think they could implement that in the AFL pretty easily. I'm not too sure how often um, players yeah. are penalized in the AFL, but hmm. That, anyway, because food, obviously the score. Food for thought. <laughs> food, food for thought, right? It's something a little left field, and sometimes, sometimes these types of things is um, are, are interesting conversation. Anyway, I mean, you know, I just was thinking about it the other day with with all the penalties, and I was just like, hey, imagine just giving this a go. If we had the um, the under twenties again, I'd love to have like seen it just in a, or even just in an exhibition game, you know, just to see yeah. how that that affects the game um, because less penalties means a faster game, right? Exactly right. Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, anyway. okay. Um, but yeah, obviously a lot of other stuff happened over the weekend. Um, yeah. Something big. You were actually at, the, at one of the games. I was. Yeah, how was that experience? Back after, um, uh, not necessarily like the game experience, but COVID. <laughs> COVID um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for clearing that up. Um, <laughs> yes, I was at the the Brisbane Broncos Gold Coast Titans game at Suncorp. Um, Shout out to my boy, Justin, for giving me the hookups with the ticks. Um, It was awesome. It was actually awesome to be there. There was, I think on the night they counted that there was about 6,600 odd fans at the game. And um, I think all of them um, gave the refs enough of a spray that they've probably not missed not having fans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they probably preferred it with no fans, but um, no, it was really good to be back at the game. Um, we had some really good, really good seats, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed being there. Um, did they did have not the thoroughly enjoy the game itself? <laughs> did they have the uh, the food stalls open and stuff like the? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. They had, the, there were some restrictions on some things. Like they didn't have all the food they'd normally have. And yep. you know, the standard COVID parameters. Yeah. Um, but you know, you could still get two drinks from, from one person or four drinks. I think might've been, um, got myself a hot dog. Nice. Yeah. Overall. That's good. wicked. It's wicked. It's the, good. um, the Tigers and Broncos do meet in round 10 and, if they move the game to Suncorp, which they haven't announced where it's going to be yet, I'm I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah, I will probably not be there because I'm not keen on you voting <laughs> face to face. Yeah, I'll um I'll FaceTime yeah. you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that the crowds are back at the footy. It's nice yeah. to nice to hear on the TV as well. Definitely, definitely, I agree. What about um the news that I wanted to get to um before we get into the the weekend that was. Today it came out about um, our boy Bateman. He's basically already he's made the decision. I won't be at Canberra next season. Yeah, he's um he's told all the players. I mean, he the the Raiders will miss him. Uh, the way it's come about is probably not the best way it could have happened. Um, but it's with social media and just the media the way it is at the moment. It's hard to um, stay away from. Truth. Yeah, it's exactly. The truth. It's hard yeah. to know the truth. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game's going to miss him. I don't know if he's not going to be just at the Raiders, but or at the NRL. There's talk that he might go back to the Super League, or might end up at the at the Bulldogs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, Sticky gave him a bit of a spray. Um, not necessarily him, but like the the managers of the players as well. Yeah, um, going about it the wrong way and just. Um, I guess making it a bad experience for the, rather than celebrating a player on the outer, they are, uh, and like looking towards better opportunities. Well, you um, know what they say, Duncan? It's not about how you were where you were there. It's about how you are and how you carry yourself when you leave. People only remember that last five minutes. That's true. That's true. And unfortunately, this is going to probably end it bad for him. Yeah. Um, but he's still contracted until the end of the year, so he'll still be making some money at home <laughs> while he recovers from his surgeries. Mm. Fair enough. Well, I think, yeah, like you said, either back to Wigan or maybe Canterbury, but we'll see what happens and we'll um, face that when we get to it, I guess. Bad yes. luck to the Raiders. You've got to feel for the Raiders. You do, you do. They're struggling at the moment, but... Uh, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the team list because there has been a notable drop, which I'm happy to see. Um, injuries, man. So many injuries on the weekend. It's unfortunate. And I don't know if it's the grounds or if it's, I don't know, people just finding excuses at the moment. Um, but obviously notable injuries like Victor Radley, Verrills, uh, Mitch Moses. Um, they they really copped it with with the injuries and huge players for those clubs. What do you reckon? You reckon it's the grounds or? I've never seen anything like that Roosters one. Just, yeah. just putting that out there. Two ACLs in five minutes. That was incredible. Um, that is amazing. Um, both season ending ACL injuries like yeah. within five minutes of each other. That is crazy. Um, the, the thing with that, is, I don't think it was the grounds. Um, and only because neither of them... Um, I guess I saw it on, on one of the shows. They showed the, the slow motion actions of each of those incidents. And in both instances, the ground didn't look like it moved. or Yeah, it didn't anything. shift. No, there was nothing untoward there. It just 
it's just really unlucky and really unfortunate, eh? Yeah, I mean, with Verrills, when that when he threw that big step and you see his foot hit the ground, um, mm. you you tell he put a lot of pressure on it, and yeah, it's um, yeah, maybe he wasn't warmed up properly. Who knows? Could have been a variety of things. Yeah, the footy gods just. They decided that was the time for that to happen, mate. It's just unlucky, honestly. Yeah. Yep, and it sucks because it's also hitting me big in fantasy too. <laughs> <laughs> like, lucky you got those extra chains. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Harvey Norman came out and gave because I think Harvey Norman's the biggest sponsor of the NRL fantasy at the moment, and they said um, they didn't say because of all the injuries, but they said. Everyone gets another two trades, and that yeah. means four trades for round eight, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. What else Any... happened? What else you got? Um, Benji, got... your boy Benji. Yes, 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 yes. He's been all over the news in the past 24 hours, and probably longer, but um, obviously it's not talked about as much. Uh, there's been a lot of news, or in quotes, R- news, rumour. Um, that he's not happy and he wants to finish his career elsewhere. But it's all a bunch of BS. Like, um, Benji has come out and said that he's happy with the Tigers. He has a role to play. Even though he's not playing on the field, he's got a role to play. Um, he's mentoring all these kids. He's he's still training. And if one of our halves goes down, he slots right in. Like, yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't know. The managers, man. The managers... His manager is actually shopping him around, trying to find him a deal, but he's not wanting a deal. He's happy to stay with the Tigers. He's left there once and he didn't like it. So when he came back, he was there to stay. Um, even if he doesn't pay on until next year, I, I don't know, he'll probably get a run on the park at some point if we make it to the finals or something, given that. I think just injuries and what we've seen, it's, you know, it's way too early in the season to be ruling him out to play again at the Tigers. I think that's ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. So. Hmm. Um, but before we hop in, is there anything else that you want to cover off before we review the rounds? No, mate. I'm keen to talk about the weekend, the washout. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All righty. Thursday night, Cleary too good as the Panthers beat the Rabbitohs 20 to 12. Wow. Cleary, absolute he's, masterclass. He's in form. He really no doubt is. about that. Since he come back a couple weeks ago, he's just been incredible. He was in hospital the day before the game yeah, with that amazing. cellulitis to his face and then comes out and just puts this massive score on. And it would have been a bigger score if he'd actually kicked those goals. Yeah. The Panthers, um, I think they they showed that they're the real deal this year, you know, and I think in the difference from what I've seen so far, uh, especially on the weekend, um, is that they've got that consistency. Hey, even when yeah. there's a couple of little shuffles around their team, they they've they look like they've grown um as a as a team, you know, and they certainly look look like uh legitimate contenders now. Mm. So you're saying it's not worth putting twenty bucks on the Tigers this weekend? <laughs> 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 um, look, the Tigers, we'll get to them, but they've been equally as impressive, I think, that yeah. um, that they showed, we'll get to their game, but just on that real quick, they showed an 80-minute performance last week. For the first showed, time in a long time. Showed what they're capable of. So, uh, look, the Panthers will be, they'll be well aware. They'll be um, definitely um, up for the up for the challenge and they'll, they won't take the Tigers lightly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just on that Rabbitohs game as well, 
just as everyone was talking about Latrell Mitchell, he comes out and has an absolute stinker of a game. Yeah. The bloke couldn't do a thing right. It's unfortunate, but... No, wasn't his game. He definitely shit the bed. Yeah. Um, it's all right. Leave yeah. it in the past and just move on, I guess. Well, you know, it, I still think he's finding his way. I mean, I don't... Yeah. It's not the end of the world. I think mo- there was a lot of people in that team that didn't probably perform to expectations in that game. Um, yeah. And some weren't allowed to, mate. The Panthers, you got to, their defense was really good. Yeah, def- definitely. I'm not taking anything away from the Panthers. Mm. Um, Friday night, though, we had the Storm destroy the already broken Warriors 50 to Oof. 6. Ouch. Yeah. Um, man, it, it sucks. Also, Munster went down, which is another injury I didn't mention. True, um, true, yeah. He'll be gone for How's about you? Weeks. How's about your boy Momorowski? Get <laughs> a field um, day. He really did. He's such an underrated player. Um, the the only bonus of potentially losing Harry Grant and getting Momo back at the end of the year is that he would have been coached by Bellamy for a month, for, <laughs> for a year, and he's going to bring some of that experience back with him. Mate, how good you could? How good would it be to be a to be in the back line for the Storm? Like seriously, yeah. They just they make it look so easy for some of these dudes. Some of their tries, like. Not to take anything away from him, but some of them are just handed to you on a platter. You, we could slot you in there into the storm system and they'd, yeah. figure, out, they'd figure out a way to make it work. I could be a barnstormer. <laughs> where, you, where would you play? Where, where do you reckon Billy Ake would put you? Um, Waterboy? Probably on the oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Half-time oranges. <laughs> Good with an orange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even be able to water, waterboy it because I'm not running out of the field and back. <laughs> <laughs> anything cardio is off the... Off the off the table, um, fifty to six. As you said, um, man, the storm were they did what you kind of expected. They were pretty clinical at the end yeah. of the day. Um, I think that Cameron Smith, um, seven of nine goals, been kicking them well lately. Yeah, he needs um, to shave his head though. Oh my goodness, I yes. cannot I cannot look at him much longer. He's he's yeah. Look, it's. It's starting to, it's pulling a disappearing act on him. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, lots of, lots of um, tries in that game. As I said, nine tries. Just going through that, you know, Vunavalu got a hat trick. Paps got a double. Momorowski got a double. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, Brandon Smith and Addo Carr got a got a piece one each. So they did. Huge I do want to ask feel you something. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the Warriors. Um, unfortunate. But I do want to ask you something, uh, something that's been a bit of a contention piece for um, one of the chats that I'm in. And that's about post-game when mm-hmm. Bellamy and Smith went into the Warriors dressing room and um, I guess showed their support um, and thanked them for everything that they're doing for the game. Um, Has it been reported what was actually said? No, no. It's, it's pure speculation. And mm. obviously I don't want to be the guy to jump to the conclusion but if i was the warriors i would have hated that um post game like post game it sucked Why? because well to an extent um if don't get me wrong like them being thanked for what they're doing is amazing but pre-game would have been better um and even <laughs> sometime throughout the week He's not going to go and give them a bloody a pep talk pre-game to hype them up. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't a pep talk, though. It was more just thanking them for their services. Do, and like, but we just but we just were clear that we don't know. Well, that's true. Well, no, actually, no. They did say that they were there to show their gratitude. 
Yeah, okay. But, but there was a bit of a keep your heads up. Yeah. Even if it was Bellamy it. himself, sure. But Cam mm. Smith, man, comes out and clinically destroys them and then comes in and says, you're doing a good job. <laughs> keep it up. Yeah. Look, I don't, um, I, I don't think it should have been done the way it was. My thoughts are that it's probably been overblown a little bit. Yeah. I think that sportsmanship is underrated. Yeah. And it's not like he went in there, you know, to gloat. To be yeah, it's not a pissing contest. I think no. he I think they genuinely um wanted to give their thanks and the Warriors have made huge sacrifices. The players, their families, Definitely. you know, the sports staff and their families, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think that the sportsmanship is underrated. And in twenty twenty, mate, we should be we should be fucking thankful that they wanted to do that and yeah. and be appreciative of that of that gesture. Um yeah. I, I think it's I think it's actually ugly that all our media reported as, you know, making it look like it's a bad thing. I just yeah. think that's ridiculous. We don't know the full story. For all we know, Todd Payton might have asked them to do it. You don't like that's very true. Heard, we haven't heard the true. full story, so um, I just think take it for what it is. It's sportsmanship at its finest, and and leave it at that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we get into the next game though. We had the Roosters. Luckily. Um, very luckily, hit with two massive injuries, but still too good to um, to beat the Dragons 26 to 12. Much improved Dragons. Much um, improved Dragons. Got to give them a little bit of credit there. The, the Dragons have certainly looked a lot better the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Roosters, again, kind of just did what you expected of them. And yep. that was despite an absolute freak situation losing two guys for ACL injuries like they did which we mentioned at the top um man I hate to see it I'm not a Roosters fan by any stretch but I don't like seeing that at all I thought that was terrible and I hope those guys um have a fast recovery yeah um I think Isaac Lee is also injured um from that game not too sure what it was it got him but Rough game for the Roosters. Um, yeah. So, but, Brett, but Brett Morris, though, <laughs> still continued to get a hat-trick. <laughs> yeah, he's been impressive. Kiri was huge. Mm. Um, he played really well. Certainly didn't do his origin hopes any uh, anything negative there. I think he was a shining light. As you mentioned, Albretto, just like a fine wine, gets better with age. Yeah, and Flanagan um, has really stepped up this year. Yeah. They're just a well-oiled machine, mate. They, mm. they you know, them and the Storm, the way they plug and play and get the best out of their people. Um, it's something to be admired. Um, oh, did you hear the talk that the Roosters are 400K under the cap this year? I mean, <laughs> that'll, that'll do me. That'll fucking do me. Are you serious? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on. What a G up, the mate. You never know. Yeah, they're, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Third party arrangements in brown paper bags doesn't count on the cap and they're four hundred K under, sure. Unbelievable. Anyway. It is it is what well, I think they have like two players over nine hundred K on that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On paper. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um All good. So Saturday. Saturday though, we had the Cowboys completely outclass the Knights, uh thirty two to twenty. They were lucky to come away with that score though because the Knights started coming back towards the end um, too little too late. But, man, the Cowboys back at home with their crowd definitely got them into the game. Yeah. Um, mate, 
take nothing away from the cows. They turned up, didn't they? Yeah. Um, that was a surprise game of the weekend, I thought. I, I think that majority of the tipsters would have penciled in a, a win for the Knights. I um, did indeed tip them. This, I think this probably shows more that just as much as good, well done to the cows. I think um, equally it shows that the Knights aren't ready. They're not. They're not a. Um, they're not a threat for the title with the way they are. They just, you know, too inconsistent. They're yeah. the. They're the Penrith of years gone by a little bit. <laughs> they, they have a good win. They have a loss. They have a good win. They have a loss. Like they just don't have that. Um, that killer instinct to, to and the consistency to get it done week in week out, and that takes time. Develops, you know, that's built over time. And um, I think the Knights have got all the talent, but they, to me, that just showed they're not ready. Yeah, they just they either show up or they don't, and that's mm. what it's been lately. Well, they're the only two options. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, let's get to that third game, shall we? Oh, sorry, the second game on Saturday. Second game oh, on Saturday. I don't Broncos. remember that one. I don't even remember that one. Hey. All right. Well, let me refresh your memory. The Broncos <laughs> get slapped around by the younger brothers. Oh. The Titans. Um, 30 to 12. 30 to 12. Um, it was a oh, game. Man. It was a game indeed. Um, the, the Titans were obviously the better team. And like... I'm not taking anything away from them. They they really showed up and they um, they showed what they can do. And it was obviously a very funny meme that came out of it with with Hipgrave completely um, <laughs> rear-ending the the Haas of Haas. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that? If you haven't seen that? <laughs> have a look. Interesting tackling technique from from old Hipgrave there. Yeah, the the hipster definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I can't understand why a coach would carry two backs on the bench, but that is what he did. Um, Didn't matter, mate. The reality is the Titans actually played really, really well in that game. Yeah. Their go forward was exceptional. They made the most of every little opportunity that they got. They yep. got they got the bounce of the ball a couple of times and they took full advantage of it. Um Ash Taylor was really good, steered them around. Um, his kicking game was on point. Um, the, the Titans were always winning that game. They just, they looked good from the get-go. Yeah. They were, they were half a step quicker in every way across the park than what the, the Bronx were. And, um, it's, and I think that the reality is that the Bronx right now, the confidence probably the way it is, teams have only got to come out there and give them a whack early and, and they fucking fall apart. So yeah. Titans came to play and that's exactly what happened, mate. They whacked them early and it was all over. Bronx showed a little something in the second half, but you know, it was pitiful. It was too, too little, too late. It was, yeah, it was, definitely. It was totally, they got booed off at halftime, by the way. And I was, yeah. I was well and truly a part of that. It was disgusting. Plenty of, um, plenty of sack Seabold chants as well. I heard I wasn't there, but I've heard that they were saying them. Yeah, a little bit. There was a bit of spray for Seabold. I think that, um, for the most part, I think, you know, the, the crowd was just filthy at what they dished up across the, across the board, mate. It was all really ordinary to be down the way they were at halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was just un-Brisbane-like, mate, to put it simply. Yeah, definitely. For a team that's been consistently a high-class team, at the lowest of lows right now, and, I mean, they can only go up from here, so... Well, actually, they can go down one more spot, but they can go up after that. Second last. 
Yes, yes. I um, if the if the Bulldogs beat the Tigers last week, though, they would have been lost. True. True. Um, third game on Sunday. Oh, Saturday. Sorry. Uh, King Gutho gets the golden point um, for the win over the Green Machine. Green Machine. That's right. I didn't write that down for some reason. Uh, twenty-five to twenty-four golden point. Man, King Gutho. He he really stepped up in that second half. When Mitch Moses went down in the first half, it was normal. Yeah. Game of the round, I reckon, in my opinion. Um, it, Yeah, honestly, I am so impressed that the Eels were able to... Not not saying that the, the Raiders played good, but um, the Eels just absolutely destroyed them. Um, mm. Until, obviously, that golden point. Um, but just the way that King Gutho took control of the team in the second half... And even in when, when it comes to the golden point, Dylan Brown obviously didn't want to kick, take, take the kick. Uh, once again, Gutho stepped up and his first field goal of all, and he's getting the golden D this week. Oh, King Gutho at, for the golden D. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. He really just pulled that out of the bag, didn't it? <laughs> hey? Yeah, honestly, he, he deserves Jesus, it. Loop us up and don't just <laughs> jam it in there, man. Let us know that it's coming. Okay, hey? okay. I'll, um, I'll give you nice. There was no sign of that. That just you just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> Gutho wasn't expecting it. He really wasn't. But I mean, at least it wasn't Hipgrave because that would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hipgrave gave his own little version of Golden D. He did. Um, look, Para, uh, they're the real deal, mate. Yeah, that's that's just the reality. They were they were superb and got the job done. Um, despite, as you mentioned, Moses going down early, they they. Um, stuck together and you know team effort gutho led by example as you mentioned and i think that it just shows where how much Parramatta's grown since yeah. last year their confidence is through the roof like definitely they've got a bond they got you know brad arthur's done a, an amazing job you've got to give credit to him um he's really pulled together this roster and got them all on the same page um yeah and they look good mate they're fun to watch too aren't they yeah, the the post match interviews when they had, um, <clears throat> I think it was Madison and I can't remember who it was. Another forward. They were both getting interviewed interviewed at the same time. And as much as I hated to see Madison go, I've I've never seen a happier player than him right now. He is the whole team are so genuinely enjoying each other's company and yeah. enjoying the footy that they're playing. I've. Um, I think they are probably the happiest, not because they're on top of the ladder, but they are the happiest group of uh, players on the in the NRL at the moment. Yeah, they're definitely definitely enjoying what they're doing, and um, they're a tight knit group. You can see it; it shows through with the way they play for each other. And I hope the Bronx were watching. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so Sunday, the first game on Sunday, the Sharks play the best game of the year so far. Um, against the Manly side, who obviously were trying to scrape together a team. Uh, they beat them 40 to 22. The mm. Sharks looked good. Yeah, um, look, it was over. Um, I think at one point there, it was it was 40 to, to 10, was it, or something like that, along that line? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the Sharks, the damage was done. It was all over. It was seven tries to two at that point. And then the last ten minutes, I think the the Seagulls knocked over a couple of um, 
couple of consolation meat pies, but um, damage was done. Sharks too good. Dropped 40 on them too, and that's unusual. Manly's defense is typically a bit better than that, but as you mentioned, missing a few guys, um, and the Sharks were too good. They like playing Manly. The commentary, I can't remember who commentated the game, uh, but I heard them on several occasions say, like when the Sharks scored, they would say, oh, Turbo would have saved that try or Turbo would have saved this try. Or, like, <laughs> well, he's, yeah. un- he's underrated defensively at the back, isn't he? Yeah. He's actually, he's actually is a try stopper. I don't know that he's as good as they were making out. Like they were certainly <laughs> singing his song for him. But um, yeah. look, he, he is a really good player. So I don't know where Manly go to from here. I think they've got a bit of work to do just on the back of those injuries. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, good, yeah. good win for the Sharks, but can they, can they back it up? I think the difference is Manly like to play through the middle of the field and you can't really beat Sharks on the middle of the field. They've got some big boppers. Um, their defense holds up pretty well in the middle. So it's just a matter of finding a way to beat the team. They've got a lot of experience, the Sharks. So you yeah. know, when they're on, they're tough to beat because they, they certainly know how to get the job done. Um, and uh, they sensed a bit of blood in the water there with the Seagulls, mate. I knew they were missing a few blokes and... They got the job done comfortably in the end. They did. They did. And the last game of the round, the Tigers. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of comfortable. <laughs> yes, indeed. The Tigers get their second win in a row, beating the Dogs 34-6. to six. I um, Man, it was so good to see the Tigers actually play 80 minutes of footy. They played better in the second half than they did in the first. They did. You're right. Actually... They probably played like 70 minutes of footy. That first 10 minutes was a bit dicey. Um, but yeah, as you said, the second half of the game, phenomenal. Um, they really... Harry Grant, man. Harry Grant. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, you, need, you need a second golden day for your boy. <laughs> He's going to need more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, him and Reynolds are forming a good connection. Nofa Luma and Joey Leilua are forming a great connection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking about the Eels and having those connections with the players and getting those um, those combinations going, the Tigers yep. are starting to get there as well. Yep. It's good to see. It's good to see. So, so here's a fun fact. Yeah. You'll love this. I picked up a couple extra dollars on this game. Oh, you bet on the Tigers. Yeah, I had a little sneaky, had a little sneaky splash. I threw a couple of bucks at... Um, at, so here's here's my here's my bet. I'll pull it up. So I had Tigers thirteen plus. Oh okay. I had first try in the game to come after ten minutes. First wow. try was first try was in the seventeenth minute. I had Harry Harry Grant anytime try scorer. I had Joey Leilua anytime try scorer. Yeah. Wow. And I had Adam Dewey. Anytime try score. Wow, were you sweating on those like those first two that it didn't get awarded? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I actually when when Remus Smith scored first for the dogs, I was like, ah, oh, get fucked. Like, <laughs> like it was just literally like my my type of thing to for me to put the mock on. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously we all saw what happened up there. It was all tigers for the rest of the night. But yeah, I thought it was awesome. When Dewey went over in the seventy first minute, I was like, You little ripper. He had bloody <laughs> he had about ten goes at it. Yeah. He finally got one. Like the first couple that he got disallowed, I was like, Come on, man, just get the freaking try. <laughs> but um he got there in the end though. I was just the only thing I was dirty about was that I didn't put more on. Oh yeah, how much you put down? 
I think it was pay, it was paying nine dollars and some change. Oof. And I and I, I just threw it I just threw a ten I threw a tenner on there. Oh yeah, sorry. I was being I was being pretty soft about it. I, <laughs> it's always after the fact that you go, I should have put a thousand bucks on it, you know. <laughs> but I threw yeah. together I threw together some random bloody some random things there. So but I I mean Lay Lua and Grant, I was confident because they're just they seem to be good at finding the line. Yeah. I mean Grant's was a lucky try though. The bounce, yeah. the bounce definitely favoured him. Yeah, um, the thirteen plus was a no-brainer. I thought that the Tigers would would be too good, and then the the first try being after the first ten minutes, I just thought that maybe they would play a little conservative at the beginning. The dogs aren't the type of team to trouble your line, so yeah. I just thought the Tigers might um, um, kind of wear them out in that first ten minutes rather than try and score quickly. So, hence the the backing. So. Anyway, nice, nice. Fun, fun fact: Tigers got the W. CB got a couple extra bucks in his in his kitty for for this week to lose it probably on the Bronx. <laughs> and um, yeah, all in all, happy Sunday. Sweet as that's awesome to hear. Um, let's get into the the actual week to come, um, mm-hmm. starting on Thursday. Um, I'm going to send it over to you. Start it off for us, mate. Yeah. So this is going to be an absolute bloody bell ringer. Um, Storm. Brewsters, three verse four. Suncorp Stadium. This is going to be one hell of a game. I'm a little dirty that this game, we we obviously, there's injuries that we know about, which sucks. Yeah. Um, It definitely cheapens the product. um, And I'm disappointed for that. But I think despite that, this will be a cracker. Um, So, Storm. Pappenhausen at the back. Uh, Vunavalu and Adokara on the wings. Olam and Mogorovsky get their starts in the centers again. Riley Jacks joins Jerome Hughes in the halves. Mm, that injury interesting, the monster. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yes, Jesse Bromwich up front. Cam Smith in the nine. Christian Welch in the ten. And then the back row is Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, and Dale Fanukin. The bench, Brandon Smith, Tino... Fasumialali, something like that. I think yep. I've got it. Um, he's a freaking beast, by the way. Um, Tom Eisenhuth and Nelson Asafa Solomona. Yes. Off Cooper John still doesn't get the run. Still can't get a get a go. Um, how's Big Nelson coming off the bench all the time now? Isn't that yeah. interesting? I mean, he's. It's ever since he put in that kick to try and score. <laughs> How dare you try and kick? Um, Roosters, they got Teddy at the back, um, Tupo and Brett Morris on the wings. Josh Morris is back in and Joey Manu back to his center spot with Teddy returning. Yeah. Kiri and Flanagan in the halves as per scheduled last week. Wilbur Hargreaves, Jake Friend and Takiaho up front. Um, Boyd Cordner, Angus Crichton and Nat Butcher comes into the starting squad. Yes. Victor. Um, uh, Famasili, uh, Tupanua, and Mitch Orbison, along with Lindsay Collins, round out their interchange. Um, still a bloody good team. On paper. <laughs> I mean, you lose yeah. Barrels and Radley and Isaac Liu, and they still manage to put together that 
Oh, mate, Same. ridiculous, ridiculous. I, I mean, I can see where that 400 grand's laying around spare because Teddy would be on chump change. Tupo wouldn't be on much. Um, Kiri, you know, they're probably not even paying him. <laughs> Hargreaves, Jake Friends, you know, <laughs> they're not worth anything. Um, Boyd Cordner, I mean, you know, he probably just plays for the fun of it. Angus Crichton wouldn't be on much because they, they took him from the Rabbits and I think they... They offered him. They paid know. him the same amount as um, the Rage and Redhead was getting paid. Narps. Narpers, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, pretty obvious that there's no <laughs> no one on big dollars there at all. At, at, the, at the Roosters at the moment, the two of that are on the highest contracts at the moment are Teddy and Cordner, um, for obvious reasons. The Morris boys are on change. Legit. Okay. They are, they're, they're paying nothing. What do you think Kiri's getting, though? Do you have the budget there? No. Oh, I mean, okay, they, don't, okay. they don't release it properly. No, that's the NRL. No, they don't. It's um, not like, that's why they should release it because, you know, it keeps, it does keep, there's, a, there's an element of honesty to it because if you, if you look at, like, I follow the NBA, as you know, in the NBA, they, they release it. Yeah. They know. You know what people are on. You can add up the salary cap for yourself. Yeah. The NRL, um, it's like this secret, secret bloody thing. I would say Luke here is probably on 600K. 600, 700, if that. Well, he's I, I don't think he's on 700. Mate, well, how's he living in Sydney then? <laughs> like, you sh- they must get more just to be in Sydney. Everything costs more in Sydney. Yeah, you're right. Um, but And Luke Keary, tell me he won't be the... He'll be in the sixth jersey for New South Wales. 100%. We will see. We will see. There's definitely Harbs out there that can um, help out well, that position. Well, if he's on 600k a year, he's, he should be buyer of the season every season because you've, you, could, you could pick five to seven blokes playing his position that are on more money <laughs> that, that half of them don't even deserve to be in the starting squad of their own team. Yeah. Ben, Hunt, ben Hunt can't even... He's cracking it off the bench. Yeah. Come on now. Which is where Milford should be. Ooh, um, we'll, get, we'll get there. We will. Second we game. will. Wait, before we get into the second game, who you got? Um, I'm going to say that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roosters are favourites at a dollar forty-three. Yeah. Where is it being played? Suncorp. Storm. Storm at Suncorp. Okay. Suckers. I've got the Roosters purely because I don't believe that the Storm with the halves they have can win. Unless, for instance, Smith comes on for Smith and Smith moves to... If, um, if Brandon Smith comes off the bench... This is like the Matrix. <laughs> all the agent Smiths. Um, Brandon Smith comes off the bench to slot into number nine position maybe 10 minutes in. They might see how Riley Jacks does and then they'll probably take him off and then put Smith... Cam Smith playing the six and Jerome Hughes in there as well. I don't know if that happens, probably storm, but I'm, I'm going roosters. Fair. I think you, you're right. I mean, on paper, the, the roosters has probably still got the better team and the halves have certainly got, uh, they've got the advantage there. It's advantage roosters based on the roster, but I just think the storm at Suncorp, a little something to prove. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. It could yeah. go either way. I think that one's, you know, that's a toss of the coin. Yeah, exactly. Um, Friday night, the first game of Friday, we have the Raiders up against the Dragons at GIO Stadium. So the Raiders are finally home. Back home. Back home. 
Canberra um, Cricket School then. <laughs> I can see it happening. Uh, but let's go through the lists. We have Chance to Nickel Klogstad at the back with Bailey Simonson coming on the wing for Rapana or Rapana, um, who is injured at the moment. Uh, and Nick Kotrick on the other wing. We have Jared Croker and Michael Oldfield comes into the starting side um, in place of Curtis Scott, who has copped a lot because they've done, they've actually ran the stat and said that he is the, the worst defensive player in the comp. Um, 50% of all of the tries for the Raiders have come through Curtis Scott, apparently. <laughs> yeah, bonkers. Ouch. How'd you feel? Ouch. And I was listening to a podcast earlier as well, and they were saying the fact that Melbourne Storm don't let good players go. So, <laughs> and they let him go. So obviously he wasn't their standard of player. He wasn't even he wasn't even cracking at the storm anyway. Let's be clear. He played a few games last season, but for the most part, he was in he was in the Q Cup up here on the sunny coast. Mm. So interesting. Um, we have Jack White and George Williams in the halves with Papali, Josh Hodgson, uh, Soliola, Hudson Young, uh, Elliot Whitehead, and Joseph Tarpany slots into that thirteen jersey with um, the disappearance of the horse. Um, poor Corey Horsburgh copped a. Popped a bit for, of an injury. He's out for three months. Four months. So Jeez. he's more than likely done for the Raiders this year, which well, is unfortunate. Guys, he was so passionate, man. Yeah, he was a big fantasy pickup, so I'm going to have to make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the interchange, Curtis Scott has been dropped there, and Emre Gula, Ryan Sutton, and Havili is also there as well. Um, for the Dragons, though, we have an unchanged team. With uh, Matt Dufty at the back, with Jason Saab and Ravalawa on the wings, Ewan Aiken and Zach Lomax in the centres, um, Blake Laurie in the number eight jersey, with Cam McInnes still hooking, and um, we've got Paul Vaughan, Tyson Brazell, Tyrell, Fui Maiano, and Trent Merrin in the 13. Uh, the interchange, you've got that million dollar man, Ben Hunt, uh, Josh Kerr, Corbin Sims, and Jackson Ford. Um, not too long until we see uh, the other Sims boy in there, Tarek. He'll be back soon, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but, yeah, it's a very interesting side. Uh, who you got? So here's my tip of the week for the punters out there. The Raiders, 13 plus. Mm-hmm. Bailey Simonson. To get himself a try. Jack Whiten to get a try. And that's my bet. Okay. How much is it worth? Do you know? I will find out. Cool. While you're doing that. Um, who, who, who you got? You got the Dragons, I'm guessing. No, I've got the Raiders as well. <laughs> um, I don't think the Dragons can beat... I don't think the Raiders can cop another loss, really. Especially at GIO, they might get start, start getting booed off like um, the Broncos did. Uh, but no, if yeah, the Raiders at GIO with a crowd, they're going to be they're going to be so looking for a win, and the Dragons are just going to cop it because they're not that great. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, Raiders by as you said, a cricket score. It's going to be a blowout. I think the Dragons might get six on the board if they're lucky. So if you go a four-leg, same-game multi, 
Canberra head-to-head, then Canberra 13+, plus Bailey Simonson, anytime try scorer, Jack Whiten, anytime try scorer, you'll get $7.25. Okay. It's a healthy, that's a healthy one. Now, if you're, there's a couple of sneaky ones for the punters out there, which the, the avid guys would be aware of, but there's a couple of good ones you can do too, where you can pick the half-time margin. Okay. Now, that one's always an interesting one for me, and I did, I did a couple of punts on the weekend that included that, and they got up every time. If you just know that there's a certain team that's expected to get the win, you can basically pick that they're going to be up by you know, a certain amount. Um, and, yeah, there's, a, there's obviously there's opportunity there. Um, so for this game, as a handicap for the first half, the Raiders at minus 5.5 are $1.86. If you were to add that um, to the existing punt, you'll you'll find yourself in a pretty healthy, pretty healthy bet. So. Okay. I, um, fun, fun fact. I, speaking about the punt, I had a message from my mother the other day and mm. she said, shout um, out mama Duncan <laughs> West to win the premiership this year. And she's, oh. she, she, she's got 20 bucks on it. Um, got them to win 41 bucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's now, not a punt for the smart, but, um, all respect for Mama Duncan, <laughs> but uh, she's out of mind. <laughs> she, she's also got some money on the Panthers to win as well, but I don't know what that price is at yeah, right. or how much she put on. Um, but anyways, let's get on to the second she game might, on Friday. She might be onto something. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. She might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, sorry. The last game on Saturday. No, oh, mate. The second game on Friday. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Getting ahead of myself here. Um, Cowboys and Para. Yes. This one is going to be interesting whether the Cowboys can back it up from, from last week. Um, we know Para can. They've shown they can. Uh, the lineups. Gutho. Yes. At the back. Mike Acevo, Blake Ferguson on the wings. Michael Jennings and Blake in the centres. Dylan Brown and Jai Field takes the spot of Mitchell Moses. He does. He comes in, which is surprising because he was the Dragons a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Regan Campbell-Gillard up front with Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, and Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, and Murata Nakore round out the 13. Ray Stone, David Gower gets himself a spot. Mm. Oregon Confuci and Brad Takarengi is in the bench as well. Um, Cowboys. Um, you got Hamasu at the back. The hammer. The hammer. Kyle Felt, um, with Justin O'Neill on the other wing. Tom Opachik and Isan Masters in the centres. Scotty Drinkwater, Jake Clifford in the halves, starting to form a bit of a combo. Mm. Josh Maguire up front. Reese Robson in the nine. Jordan McLean in the ten. Shane Wright, Cohen Hess, and Jason. Tamalolo. The Lolo himself. The man. Uh, ben Hampton, Gavin Cooper, Peter Holler, and Frankie Molo round out the interchange. Indeed. Jake Granville still can't get a start. And no. I've heard that uh, it's a possibility that the, um, the man himself, Valentine Holmes, can potentially be starting, depending on how he pulls up after training. Yeah, he's in the reserves at the minute. There is a bit of a rumour going around that he might slot in there. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Anything is possible in this day and age. Who moves, though? Because you've got to think that the hammer 
has probably done enough that he deserves to be in the starting squad. Does yeah. Justin does Justin O'Neill come out? I think he I think Justin O'Neill probably moves to center and Tom Opacek gets off the field. Ooh, okay. Possibly. Yeah, um, okay. oh, yeah. I mean Kyle Felt could probably play in this in the middle as well. So Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's interesting. It's interesting. Who do you have? Um Para. Yeah. Yeah, para. yeah, para for sure. Yeah. At Bankwest as well. Cowboys exactly. had the luxury of being at home. Now they've got to travel again and don't think they'll be able to back it up. No, me either. Um, first game on Saturday, we have the Titans versus the Sharks. The Raging Titans on a roll. Um, <laughs> got my boy. They're at, Corey. They're at home. They are at home. First game they get to spend at home as well. Got my boy Corey Thompson at the back with Anthony Don and Philip Sammy on the wing. Wings. Uh, got Brian Kelly and Tyron Peachy gets the starting side um, mm. in the centres as well with Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty in the halves. Um, we have Fodawaker. Mitch Rain continues to get that number nine jersey. Um, Jolliffe, Kevin Proctor, Key again, the, um, Hitgrave, the, the man himself. Keegan, <laughs> Keegan Hump Daddy, Hitgrave. <laughs> Hump Daddy. Um, and Jai Arrow, obviously, in the 13 jersey with Tanner Boyd, Sam Lassoni, Bryce Cartwright comes back into the team, and Jared Wallace in the 17 jersey. Um, the Bryce, Sharks. Bryce Cartwright got a bit of a spray on the sideline on the weekend. Yeah, by you? Mm. No? No, not, no, not by me. The crowd, they gave it, gave it to him. Okay. Asking, asking all sorts of questions around his, <laughs> his um, flu shot. <laughs> he was, starts coughing at him. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, the Sharks, we have Matt Moylan at fullback. Sione Katoa, the try scorer himself on the wing uh, with Bryson Goodwin on the other wing. The centres are Josh Dugan and Jesse Raymond with the halves, Sean Johnson and Chad Townsend. Sean Johnson has really stepped up this year, or especially in the last few weeks. Um, he's looking like a good pickup for those looking for a half in fantasy as well. Absolutely. He's been... He's been a revelation. Found a, mm. bit of, found a bit of form. Exactly. Um, we have, in the number eight jersey, we do have Andrew Fafita, which is a good chance he's probably going to start off the bench anyway. They did that last week with uh, Blake Braley, uh, Aaron Woods, Britton Cora, Wade Graham, and Jack Williams in the 13 jersey. With the interchange, Toby Rudolph, uh, Braden Hamill-Ueli, um, Ta- uh, Talakai, and Royce Hunt. Talakai is pretty good as well. I really rate that that whole bench. That mm. bench is a powerful bench. Um, yeah, I mean, do you reckon the eel? No, sorry, do you reckon the Titans can go back to back? Yes, you do. I'm giving it to the Titans. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I um, I really hope they can do it. Not that I don't want the Sharks to win. I'm happy with anyone winning this game, but I'd love to see the Titans get another W. Yeah, I think the Sharks aren't that good. Um, and I think the Titans, if they play like they did on the weekend, I think they're good enough. Mm, exactly, exactly. Uh, second game on Saturday. It's all you, my dude. I see what you did here. You gave me the Warriors for the first time this season. So thank you. You're welcome. I'll give you the Broncos too. I'm looking forward <laughs> to fumbling my way through this. I apologize <laughs> in advance to all of our listeners from over the ditch. Yep. I am terrible at these names, but I will endeavor to do my best. Warriors. Tool Vasashek. Who isn't starting. What? Who isn't going to be starting because he's got that one match ban. Oh, that just happened, didn't it? My apologies. So Tool Vasashek was named in the one jersey. 
but he will not be in the one jersey. Have they said who will be? No, I don't think so. Um, it'll probably get announced sometime soon. I could imagine it being... I forgot about that. That's a definite advantage. Definite advantage to the Bronx. Um, So we'll take that. We need every advantage we can get. I don't know who slots Um, into it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll find out. Yep. Um, David Fusatua on the wing with Ken Mamalo on the other side. Peter Hiku and Patrick Herbert. Patrick Herbert's been good. Yeah. In the centres. Cody Nikarima lines up against his old team with Blake Green in the seven jersey. Jermaine Tanua-Brown in the eight. Wade Egan, Ignatius Parsi round out the front row. Jack Murchie, Tahu Harris, and Adam Blair close it out. Do you know what's funny? All the tough names are not in the team this week, so thank you. <laughs> um, Chanel Harris-Tavita, Jack Hetherington, Carl Lawton, and Josh Curran. Round out the squad. Who's in the 18 jersey? Um, <laughs> King. Oh, okay. King. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, King. Yeah. yeah. King is uh, Vuni Yayawa. <laughs> hey? Hey? Yeah, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> um, the Broncos, Tessie New at the back, holds his spot. Jermaine Asako comes into the wing for Corey Oates. Herbie Farnworth, Darius Boyd, Xavier Coates. Uh, two, three, four, five. Milford, Croft, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Milford, Lodge. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lodge in the eight jersey. Um, thought he was injured. Thought he was out. Apparently, he's good to go. We'll see. Apparently, he's just soft. Um, Isaac Luke in the nine jersey. Payne Haas in the ten. Alex Glenn, Pangai Junior, and Carrigan returns in the thirteen jersey. Thank goodness. Off the interchange. Yeah, shout out Fantasy. <laughs> interchange, Tommy Dearden, Thomas Flegler, Reese Kennedy, and Ben Tio. Got his first meet pile on the weekend too. He did. He did. Got him. Um I ask you this question every week, but um what okay. what is happening? What 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 would you change from the seventeen that you see in front of you? Just the seventeen in front of you, what do you change? What would I do? Um, look, I just want to start by saying it's a lose-lose situation to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. We clearly lack a bit of direction. We clearly lack leadership, but the reality is there's not a lot of experience in the team in general. We started this whole year, this pod talking about how young the Broncos are, the youngest team in the comp by a country mile. But in saying that, This is a game based on performance. And quite simply, and I'm sick of harping on about it, Darius Boyd is not up to first grade. Anthony Milford is not up to any kind of grade. Neither of them deserve to be in this team. Put it back to under eights. Simple as that. Simple as that. I would much rather see Corey Pax or, you know, Tom Dearden, obviously, in the halves. Yeah. And... They just, mate, I'll live with them losing and growing because at least I think that they will put in and and um, I haven't seen that from those other guys. They've just been garbage. Milford on the weekend, mate. Seriously. Clearly, he didn't have a clue what he was doing, so he just tried to run it every chance he got. But he, it and didn't he, make he, it, he, he ran sideways a lot. <laughs> he tried he the old bird anything. trick. Yeah, he didn't do anything. Darius Boyd's a passenger. Um, yeah. 
Absolutely ridiculous. I'd be interested to see the same statistics that they ran on Curtis Scott, run them on Darius Boyd. Yeah. It won't look, it won't look pretty. Um, I don't know, mate. I'm, I'm fucking done talking about this shit, to be completely <laughs> frank with you. These people, this team is a joke. Um, yeah. The coach, you know, we've defended him. We've criticised him. We've done all of the above. Don't, you know, the papers are Courier Mail. I want, to, I want to call out the Courier Mail. They're a fucking shit show. I'm yep. sick of seeing their articles. Huge shakeup on the Bronx this week. The, again, same as every other fucking week. A huge shakeup. They dropped a winger. Mm. They dropped a fucking winger. It's not a huge shakeup. Pull yeah. your head in. Pull your head in. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Seriously, I think my mate, one of my boys, Shep, he he said to me on Saturday, like they don't have any leadership. The culture is a shit show. The front office is making terrible decisions, and he's right. Yeah, like. It's that simple. It's a, it's a joke. They, they should scroll through social media and read some of the comments mm. and they'll see that people, people are behind the Bronx, but they're sick of just seeing the lack of accountability. I mentioned it last week. Yeah. These guys um, are underperforming. So I'm done. If, if I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it right now on this pod that if we get rolled again on the weekend and next week we're here doing team lists, and Anthony fucking Milford's name gets called again, and Darius Boyd, don't even ask me about it. We'll just yeah. go, yep, Bronx Broncos versus are whoever, yep. and move on because I'm, mate, I'm sick of it. It's we won't ridiculous. give them the time of day. Embarrassing. Um, I, I want to see Xavier Coates at fullback, and Tessie New can come on to the, in the centers or the wing because he's a natural center, I've heard. Um, I don't know. He's a center on fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, look, be, he's. He's pretty talented. I think he... We'll see how he goes at fullback this week. I think that um, people got to appreciate, mate. He was just thrown into a baptism. Of oh, of course, of course, of course, of you course. Know, a bit underdone and, and um, you know, not the most ideal circumstances to be to be getting thrown in, so... No, exactly, exactly. Um, the last game on... Oh, actually, just quickly. You got the Warriors or Broncos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um... Um, going in mind, there's no RTS. I'll put my money on the Bronx, but with zero confidence. And we're just due for a fucking win. Yeah. Just please, please get me a W. Exactly. Put me out of the misery. Um, and like with one win, you probably move up a little bit in the, on the ladder too. So it's not a bad place to be in. Hey, just before we move on. Yeah. I have just um, read some news. I don't know if there's any truth to it that James Maloney might be an option for clubs okay with, with a bit of cloud around his Catalans um, gig because um, they're shut down with COVID-19 yeah there might be a move for Maloney to come back to NRL and it's being reported here through Channel 9 Titans Broncos Dogs Warriors and Dragons obviously all have halves problems that Maloney could be a chance to fix. The Warriors don't have halves problems. No, not really. I think the Warriors are right. Dragons probably not too bad either. The dogs definitely could do with someone. Titans I think mm. the Titans are okay too. It's really just us. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there you go. Um, Why don't we just do a straight up swap Catalans? You can have Milford and he can go and do what he should be doing, which is nothing. Yeah. Because he can do it in England. Um, I'd take Maloney. Okay. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see. 
The last game on Saturday, we have the West Tigers and the Panthers at Bankwest, Battle of the Big Cats. Um, we've got Adam Dewey at, at the back with David Nothaluma and Tommy Talau still in the center, uh, still on the wing. Um, I do believe this is an unchanged team, but I'll go, I'll go through it anyway. We've got Joey Leilua and Moses Embai in the centers with Reynolds and Brooks in the halves. Um, Josh Alloyer, Harry Grant, Oliver Clark, Luke Garner, Luciano Leilua, Matt Eisenhuth in the 13 with the interchange the exact same way it was. Um, Elijah Taylor, Thomas McKayley, uh, Sam McIntyre, and Michael Cheekham. With the Panthers, however, they also look the exact same. Uh, with Dylan Edwards at the back, with Josh Mansour and Brighton Toto on the wing, um, Dean Fade and Christian Crichton in the centres, with Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary, the beast himself, in the halfback jersey. Um, the forwards are Jason, oh, sorry, James Tamo, Apasai Korosau, uh, James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikiao, Liam Martin and Azeo, with Matt Burton, Zane Tanabano, Moses Leota and Billy Burns on the interchange. Um, Oops. Man, I, I'm going to, I'm backing, I want the Tigers to win, but I have a feeling that the Panthers are going to just kick us around the park. Um, it's going to be a big score to the Panthers, and I don't think that we can keep up with them. You've said that before. You know, I, I backed the Tigers last week. <laughs> mm. You bet against them a couple of times too. I have. I bet against them on the Titans game, and I got that right too. Do you feel, do you feel bad about having a dig at Elijah Taylor last week? I do. He, when he played actually really good off the mm, bench. He did. Um, I'm yeah, no, he's definitely, he, he improved since the last time I saw him play, um, <laughs> which is surprising because in this game at the moment, it's so easy to give away a rock penalty and he's usually the worst for it. Um, but I don't know if he gave away any, so. No, he didn't. And I can confirm 19 tackles in 20 odd minutes. Yeah. Good on he him. Put I some, mean, put some work in. He's definitely a tackling machine, but he usually gets a lot of demerits. But yeah. obviously, he didn't on the weekend. 23 fantasy points in 22 minutes. Wow. Who you got for the game? I think that this will be actually, the outside of that Storm um, Roosters game, this will be, be one to watch. Yeah. This will be a real cracker. Bring out the best in each other, these two teams. Bit of a battle of the West, as you said. Um, I... I'm going to say Tigers. Thank you. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Yeah. Um, just quickly, look at those reserves. Benji Marshall, Chris Lawrence, Billy Walters, and Russell Packer. Yeah. What an amazing reserves. Not a bad squad. Mm. Um, Sunday. Yes. Sunday, the 5th of July, CB's birthday. Is it really your birthday? Shout out, CB. Yep, it is my birthday. Uh, 21. So really yeah. happy about that. Wow. Take it. I wish I was 21. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, Manly versus Newcastle. Ruben Garrick at the back. George Tafua and Tavita Funa on the wings. Um, Brad Parker, Moses Suli in the centers. Lachlan Croker, partners, Daly Cherry Evans for the second week straight. Aiden Fanua Blake, Danny Levi, Marty Kapow Tapow up front. Joel Thompson, Curtis Sirenen, Jake Jabroyevich. Round out the 13. Cade Cust, 
um, Jack Kazuski, Sean Kepi, and Tanila Basika are your interchange. Uh, the Knights, Kalamponga, uh, Edric Lee, Lee, and Heimel Hunt um, are the wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuala and Bradman Best returns into the centres. Kurt Mann, Mitch Pierce in the halves. David Clammer up front with Maka, Daniel Saifidi uh, in the 10. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Sione Matautier, and Herman S.A.S.A. round out their starting squad. Off the interchange, you've got your boy Tex Hoy, Jacob Saifidi, Aiden Guerra, and uh, Pasami Salo. 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 That's that is your starting side for Newcastle. It's not a bad side. You go. Um, I have the the Knights. I think they'll have to show up for what they did last week. Um, Knights to bounce back. I'm with you on that one. Knights. Yeah. Knights. Um, I'm just quickly having a look at something and. Okay, it was only two. I thought that Adam Fanil Blake got a hat trick on the weekend, but it turns out he only got two. Um, but still, how often do you hear of a number eight getting tries? Yeah, that was good. I think yeah. he was he was hunting for that third one too. <laughs> he was. He really was. Mm. Um, all right, and last game of the round, we have the the Bulldogs once again. Last game of Sunday up against the Rabbitohs. This is a grand final rematch right here, except. With probably zero players that were there before. Um, <laughs> all right, the doggies are looking with uh, DWZ at fullback for the injured Hopawade. We've got Nick Meany and Christian Crichton on the wings with Remus Smith and Marcelo Montoya coming in um, in the centres with Kieran Foran and Bren Wakeham still in the halves. Aiden Tolman, Jeremy Marshall King, Dylan Napa. Uh, Josh Jackson, Ray Fay is coming in at number 12 jersey and Adam Elliott for 13. Adam Elliott's turning into a ball player as well. Pretty good to see. He's talented, yeah, very much mm. so. We've said that a few times, haven't we? We have uh, the interchange is Kerrit Holland, Dean Britt, um, Tuamunga, and Jesse Sue. With the Rabbitohs, however, we have pretty much the exact same team as we did last week. Latrell Mitchell hoping to bounce back. Um, with Dan Gagai and Alex Johnson on the wings, Campbell Graham and James Roberts get the starting side um, in the centres. Uh, Tabita Totola, Damian Cook, uh, Thomas Burgess, Jaden Sewer, Ethan Lowe, and Cam Murray in the 13. With the interchange, got Liam Knight, Bailey Sirinan, um, Hamasele, and Braden Burns. Um, surely, surely the Rabbitohs bounce back, right? Yeah, I've got rabbits um, by ten. Rabbits by ten. Hmm. Um, I think the dogs. Sense? I think the dogs. You know, they'll do enough to give the rabbits a little bit of a headache for a little bit of the game. Yeah. But I think the rabbits' class will shine through in the end, and they'll they'll get the job done. Okay. Okay. Um, bear in mind, this is the third game that gets played at Bank West for the round, and they have been replacing the field. And it'll be ready by Thursday. Um, yeah. So it'll be a brand new pitch that they're playing on. Um, third game of the round, though. Hopefully we don't see any more injuries. Yeah, definitely not. Don't want to see that at all. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I Yeah, Rabbitohs, man. It's got to be the Rabbitohs. I don't think the Doggies can do anything about that. And, yeah, it's unfortunate because they've got some real good players in there. Um, mm. Like Josh Jackson, one of, the, one of the players in the comp that plays with the most heart. Um, 
Mm. A lot of respect for that man. They kind of lack the talent a little bit, the doggies, don't they? they will do. Dean Will Dean Pay see out this year? No, no. If I'm, I'd give it uh, probably by the end of this round. Actually, I could imagine if the doggies lose by a lot, he's probably going to be shown the door on Monday morning. Interesting. Yeah, but they do have uh, potentially who's coming into the side. Luke um, Thompson. Luke Thompson. I don't know when that's going to happen, but he's in the he's reserves. On, he's in the reserves. He might not be far away. Yeah. Should be interesting to see. Hmm. Um, but that does pretty much wrap it up. You got anything else to share just before we get the heck out of here? No, mate. Um, looking forward to the weekend. Hopefully we have a good round of footy and hopefully the, the Bronx can get it up here and I can stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? The Tigers might go three in a row, which is... I don't know, doubtful up against the number two Panthers, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we will get the hashtag out of here. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to tell two friends, tell two friends, um, grow that audience and um, we'll be consistent posters. Um, and yeah, once again, don't forget the uh, King Gutho got that golden D this week. Who's going to get it next week? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All good. Thank you. Talk All soon. right. Peace out, y'all. Soil.